match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> Motherfucker, man, light on. I got the red light on. We in this motherfucker recording. This motherfucker. Can people hear me? All right, they can hear me. We check bottles. Check the flyest motherfucking podcast host in the world. Check. <laughs> What's this episode forty four? Yeah, I'm right. We moving on up, man. That's that fofo bulldog, my motherfucking pet. I pointed at you and tell that motherfucker fetch. <laughs> <laughs> and nigga Wayne should say some of the simplest bars, bro, and get that shit off. That nigga truly is a go for that. But uh, shit, man, I know how the people here, man. We gotta get the people what they want, man. Fuck it, let's get into it. All right, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's popping with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Notice podcast. I am the flyest, highest. Coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee! Hatch, man, you know what the fuck it is, man. What's up with y'all, man? What's up with my people, man? Hope y'all thought looking good, feeling good, staying safe. It's a whole lot of shit going on in them streets. We know that shit by now. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the motherfucking conversation, man. I truly appreciate that shit. Let's keep building this motherfucking me empire brick by brick. Um, You know... Slide show on the document, slide show on the document. I'm looking through this shit. I, I like what I see. I like what the fuck I put down. But before I get into all that shit, man, you know, I got I got to start the podcast off with some cliche shit, some shit motherfuckers talk about all the time. And that's that, you know, <laughs> life life goes by fast, and this shit can be over at any point in time. You know, you never know. You never know what the fuck is going to happen the next day. You never know what's going to happen the next hour, next minute, whatever. Whatever the fuck, whatever expression you want to put in there. You never motherfucking me, you know. And shit can be over with just like that. You know, I was scrolling through YouTube, man. You know, I was scrolling through YouTube trying to find some shit to watch. I feel like I'm watching YouTube more than I watch HBO Max nowadays. Um, And I came across this DJ Vlad uh, interview. I didn't click on it, of course. But it was about um, an artist named Lil Loaded. Never heard of Lil Loaded in my life. So if you come in here, you say, who's Lil Loaded? Nigga, I don't know. <laughs> um, but I do want to say rest in peace to Lil Loaded because Lil Loaded is deceased um, from what I've seen. Um, the thing about this video that caught my eye is that it said Lil Loaded breaks down his life story. The video was only 30 minutes long. Now... Instantly, after I read that this man, that this that this nigga's passed away, and then I read the title that he explained his life story, and then I see the timestamp is only 30 motherfucking minutes. It's like, damn, niggas is just dying too soon. This nigga ain't experienced shit in life. Nigga, how, fam, fam, let me talk to y'all real. Let me get real with y'all real fast. I don't give a fuck about how much money you got. I don't give a fuck about how many holes you fucking. I don't give a fuck if your jump shot wet on the court every Saturday and niggas just can't you, you run niggas off. I don't give a fuck. Whatever makes you feel good inside, whatever that keeps you going, I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. If a nigga tell you to tell your motherfucking me life story and it's only 30 motherfucking minutes, 
Fam, you ain't this. You ain't experienced shit. That's fucking. That, that, that was that was some. That was probably some sad ass shit that I wasn't expecting to see. I didn't know Lil Loaded. I didn't. I didn't give a fuck about Lil Loaded prior to this. Once again, rest in peace to Lil Loaded because he is dead. And I want his family to be offended, and I want to send my prayers and condolences to his family. But it comes a certain point in time. We gotta let little, we gotta let niggas know you're moving too fast, bro. You're moving too motherfucking me fast. If it, when you when, when when you ain't been through shit in life, when niggas ain't got huge goals, when niggas ain't when niggas ain't traveled the world, niggas ain't started families, niggas ain't went to school, niggas ain't got good jobs. Niggas ain't got niggas ain't went and bought the cars that they wanted, got the house that they wanted. You know what I'm saying? Well, niggas ain't this just the shit experience shit. It's it, it becomes sad as fuck when you just see another black when you see another young black nigga just dead, just dying, and his name was Lil Loaded. So I guess he got to be on some gang gang shit. <laughs> I'm assuming. But where is the gang gang shit when you really need them? I, I tell you niggas about this shit all the time, bro. I never understand when niggas get on Instagram. And this is not about Lil Loaded anymore. I never understand when niggas get on social media and shit like that and, po- and flashing their guns and all that shit like that. I never look at them niggas as cool. I never look at them niggas protected. None of that shit. Whatever image you're trying to give off with that pistol, it's not working. Because you be y'all be the same niggas dead. Where was the pistols then? Where was the one with the beam on it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like every time I look up, it's niggas on it's niggas posting pictures with guns with beans, military. They got army guns and shit. Shit you see on see uh, on Call of Duty or some shit like that. But them be the same niggas two weeks later that's on shirts. Them be the same niggas you scrolling on social media. You see motherfuckers posting, I can't believe you, dog. Not you, dog. What them kids gonna do? What the fuck you think them kids gonna do? Go on about their motherfucking me life. Because their father was too motherfucking me stupid. And don't get me wrong, I know sometimes shit just happened. I know sometimes, you know, it's the wrong place, wrong time. But we ain't talking about that. We're talking about the niggas that's, that's, that's bringing that energy into their life, bro. I tell niggas all the time, bro. It's about you, with the energy you put out there is the energy you're going to get back. Now, I tell y'all every week, I'm an asshole. So, motherfuckers is an asshole back to me. <laughs> but I'm not the nigga out here posting pictures with guns. I'm not the nigga out here on that, talking about that gang gang shit. I'm not the niggas getting help people. I don't do that shit. So that's why a lot of shit that happens to other motherfuckers just simply don't happen to me because I don't put myself in those situations. And a lot of times the niggas that's posting the gun, the posting picture with the guns and, and all that bullshit, them niggas ain't doing shit in life. Them be the same niggas. If you told them to give you the, tell you their life story, it'd be 30 motherfucking me minutes. Fam, you can, nigga, the first 30 minutes is only, nigga, my elementary, probably middle school. But once you get to adulthood, when niggas got to get on their own, niggas ain't did shit, bro. And when them niggas die, it's like, God damn. He was so young. He had his whole life ahead of him. All the cliche bullshit. It's sad, bro. It truly is motherfucking me sad. Maybe I'm all over the place with this shit. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm all. Maybe I'm not making no sense talking about this little loaded shit. Because the overall point of this shit is niggas got to slow down. I'm not surprised if a nigga died of gun violence and his name Lil Loaded. And once again, I don't know what the fuck happened to Lil Loaded. So please, you know what I'm saying? Don't don't take me too serious right now. But what I'm my overall point is niggas gotta stop with that energy, bro, because that'd be that same energy that take their ass out. Go get you some money and lay low with a bitch, bro. I bet you live on. 
I bet you do. Go get you some. Go get you some money and lay low at the crib, smoke some weed, fuck some bitches whenever you want to fuck some bitches and enjoy your life. I bet you you have a, a, a much a much uh, higher chance of living longer than these niggas that's riding around with chopsticks, that's flashing that shit, that's gang ganging under every picture. I'm pre- I, look, man. I wasn't the best nigga in math, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the odds are <laughs> better if you just stay out the motherfucking way. Niggas ain't standing out the way posting pics of guns on, on, on the ground. You're not standing out the way, bro. Stop it. That's the definition of being in the way. You, there's something going on where you're trapped. <laughs> you're scared. There's <laughs> something going on. Like, that stop the bullshit. But I just want to say rest in peace a little loaded, man. Hopefully, you know, the people that do listen to this podcast can, can, can take the overall messages. Just go experience life, fam. Niggas is dying every day. Niggas is dying young. Don't be that nigga. If you're gonna die young, let it be some shit, some some shit you just couldn't control. Let it be some shit you just you didn't bring bring onto yourself. You know what I'm saying? Let it be a truly tragic situation. Don't be the nigga out here posting pictures with guns and, and videos with guns with the with the nice ass ding ding too. That motherfucker pretty. Motherfucker ain't get used when you need it. Don't be that guy, because I won't come on this motherfucker and, and give you your flowers like you think I will. I just won't. I'm sorry. <laughs> this ain't the part for you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Real shit, man. Real motherfucking be shit. Um, but we're moving on, man. Let's get into what we got on the docket, bro. Um, get into the, to the announcement that was released, man, about Jake Paul and Tyron Woolley. Um, they've been, it's been announced they've going to be fighting each other, I think in August, I believe. Um, I came on this podcast early on, man. Probably within the first couple episodes, I, I talked about Tyron Woolley and the huge impact that he had on my life. You know what I'm saying? Him being from the same city, him going to the same high school that I did, him coming to speak to my high school. Um, and just me seeing a nigga that made it. As somebody whose father died, now having a, a strong male uh, influence in the household. When Tyron Woolley came to school and talked, I was listening. You know what I mean? So um, I've talked about Tyron Woolley on here in, this, in his, his last couple fights in the UFC, him getting basically getting his ass whooped basically ain't no way to cut the shit he from the loo he understand <laughs> he understand ain't no, ain't no ain't no short changing but he just be getting his ass with these last what like four fights if i'm not mistaken um it's been announced he's going against jake paul you know if you all know about the jake paul and logan paul logan paul fighting for mayweather i talked about that on, on past episodes i talked about the jake paul and nate robinson and shit like that these niggas is out here getting it bro jake paul and logan paul they get into a bag bro however you want to slice this shit if you if you're not a fan of for combat sports who gives a fuck? Combat sports ain't been if it ain't if it ain't the UFC, that other shit. Don't nobody give a fuck about boxing no more, bro. Let's be honest, bro. Let's just keep it a buck. Niggas don't care about boxing no more. Floyd is gone. There's no who's the star in boxing? Canelo. I mean, I guess, but niggas ain't fucking with Canelo like that. We ain't already seen you lose, nigga. Floyd fucked it up for you, niggas. If you ain't undefeated, we ain't trying to hear from you at this point. <laughs> <laughs> that's truly how it is in the boxing world i said mma you can lose a few fights and niggas understand you just got need in the fucking face nigga i understand i would have failed too <laughs> but it's like it's a lot of niggas hating talking about the what the paul brothers is doing for, um, in boxing is is shameful and shit like that news flash nigga boxing been shameful for the last 30 years the niggas we want to see fight don't fight each other so why not see some fucking some real life celebrity death match type shit this was the first thing I thought about when I first seen Nate Robinson versus Jake Paul anyway. When I seen two celebrities in there fighting, the first thing that popped in my mind was celebrity deathmatch. 
So keep the shit going in my eyes, especially if niggas gonna be paying for the shit. I won't pay for the shit. I watch the highlights on motherfucking YouTube, and I just laugh at the little videos on Twitter and shit like that. But it's announced that you know Tyron Willie and Jake Paul are fighting. Like I said, this is a big step up in competition. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Just, we gotta keep it a buck. Tyron Willie just fought like nigga a month ago. Tyron Willie, I mean, I think I think his contract is up with the UFC after his last fight. But Tyron Willie is still an active UFC fight. Let's not get, let's not get it twisted. And Tyron Willie can. He do got a power punch. He got a power punch, but I ain't seen him throw that motherfucker in damn near three years, three, four years. That's what it feel like with this COVID shit. <laughs> but it's like this this fight, this fight is a little bit more intriguing than everything else. The Nate Robinson, Jake Paul. I mean, niggas kind of thought Nate Robinson could get it because he's an athlete. But a nigga like me, bro, I'm never taking a nigga that's just super. Look, man. Nate Robinson didn't know what the fuck he was doing in that ring. <laughs> Once you seen him in basketball shoes, you kind of had an idea. This nigga didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He just he just got through smoking in the back of some shit. And then you go to Ben Askren, a retired fighter who had a broke hip and shit like that. The competition was weak sauce. But Ty, Tyron Woolley is, is, is a former UFC champion, my nigga. Tyron Woodley, like I said, he just fought a month ago. So this is a big step up in competition for Jake Paul. I don't want to come over and talk about this like it's super motherfucking me serious. What I do want to come over and say that is Tyron Willie lose this fucking fight. All that motivational shit I said about him being a role model, that shit out the window. I got to keep it buck. Because <laughs> all my role models that I had when I was a kid, they still my role models, fam. Now, if Tyron Willie lose this fight, it's a fucking problem. Because I came over and I told y'all about how, you know, Kamaru Usman, was the only nigga to really win a fight against a white dude in a long-ass time. You know, these be statement fucking fights. Niggas always talking about LeBron got a statement game every motherfucking me Sunday, I feel like. These be statement fights when it's a nigga versus a white dude. During these hard-ass times, I need to see a white boy get the fuck get the fucking shit beat out of him by a black dude. But it's always the opposite way. The white dude always beat the black dude ass. Now I got to smoke a blunt and just shake my fucking head. Like I'm stressed the fuck out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like if Tyron Woodley loses this fight, bro, it's a fucking problem. I'm not in a loop currently, but I need to I need to get a post on the loop if Tyron Woodley loses this fucking fight. I don't like it. I look, fam. I think Tyron Woodley is world class. I think Tyron Woodley should win the fight. I think Tyron Woodley, like I said, is a big step up in competition. It could bite Jake Paul in the ass. But fam, when I see somebody lose a lose a fight four times in a row the way tyron willie has lost these fights in a row no i'm just not i i, I just can't sit up here and say that nigga gonna win the fight i can't because there's something deep down inside of tyron willie that's not working anymore he's not i haven't seen tyron willie throw his hand well let me not get okay i'm lying his very last fight he was throwing his hands but that's how he got fucked up because in his previous three fights he wasn't throwing his hands so on his last, in his fourth fight, that's all he was trying to do was just say, fuck it, I'm going to throw my hands. If I lose, I lose. Then he got fucked up. He got caught. So it's like when you see a nigga lose four times in a row in the fashion that he did, I'm not ready to just say you're going to beat whoever the fuck step in that ring with you. I got to see it to believe it type shit. We all know this world This world is a what have you done for me lately. And fuck what have you done for me lately. What the fuck has Tyron done for Tyron? <laughs> Tyron ain't did shit right for Tyron in a long fucking time. Now, this is a money fight. You know what I'm saying? Tyron Willie was chasing the money fights a whole lot in his, in his, in his MMA career. Um, he just didn't get him. The UFC and Tyron Willie uh, relationship was a little bit spurned throughout the whole time him being a champion. Uh, 
So he is getting a money fight. I am happy to see a nigga get paid. So he is getting a money fight. It is ironic that it's against a YouTube star and not a fucking, uh, while he was in the prime of his career, against another UFC uh, fucking giant like GSP. For him to get a fucking payday like this, going against fucking Jake Paul, that says a lot about combat sports right there. <laughs> that says a lot about combat sports. And when niggas say this shit is a joke, combat sports been a joke for a long motherfucking me time. When you ain't getting the money you should be getting, Fighting other motherfucking top tier level um, uh, champions that your in, your in your division, but you get your payday when you fighting a fucking nigga that came from YouTube. That says a lot right there, my nigga. That that truly motherfucking me does. But he just he, he can't lose his fight, fam. He, he truly can't lose his fight. I'm pulling for the nigga. You know he home team, so I'm pulling for the nigga. But if you lose his fight, my nigga, I, I don't want to see you no more. I I don't want to see you on TV for at least six months. This would be embarrassing. The same thing I said about if Floyd Mayweather lose against uh what's the nigga name? Uh Logan Paul. If Floyd lose to Logan Paul, I don't want to see Floyd for a minute. Nigga, get the fuck out of here. Shave that shit off your head and get the fuck out of here and go spend your money. I don't don't talk to me. Don't don't, don't talk, don't don't so don't say shit. <laughs> but if it's like at least Floyd is undefeated, it'd hurt more if Floyd lose because it's unexpected. But if Tyron Woodley lose, just from a nigga from his, from from that, that that came from the same hood, the same trenches, the same city, all St. Louis niggas is, is is bound together. If Tyron fucking Woodley lose, I'm not telling niggas I'm from the Lou for at least two weeks. I gotta let that shit die down. Somebody else gotta get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> Somebody else gotta die first, man. I'm not no. Mm-mm. I'm sorry, Tyron. But I'm with you, T. Wood. Let's get this dub, baby. <laughs> Let's get this dub, baby. <laughs> hey, I'm phony as a motherfucker. Hey, but um, sticking with St. Louis, bro, I came across some information that kind of ties into St. Louis. Um, we all know one of the best shows ever created was The Office. Um, the Office is one. That's just classic content right there. Um, it wasn't as popular when it first came, when it was on, like live on air and shit like that, than it was post-production. Um, I just think that, you know with the times, and I think we're just having anything having it on the streaming service. We can just listen, watch that shit back to back to back to back. I think that really helps out a lot. Um, but about Aaron, she was a she was a uh, character on the show. Uh, it came out, you know, it was twin, it was trending all over Twitter and shit like that. But it came out that Aaron from the Office was a KKK pageant princess when she was younger. Now, as a nigga, <laughs> as a nigga in America. I knew of no such thing. <laughs> I didn't know there was KKK pageants and they had KKK pageant princesses. Like I've heard of Miss, you know, I've heard of Miss America. I've heard of Miss Georgia, Miss Tennessee, Miss Kentucky. You know what I'm saying? Miss Wisconsin. I've heard of these bitches. <laughs> I've heard of these hoes, but I never heard of a KKK pageant princess. Now, my only confusion is I'm, I'm not super shocked. Let me just get that. I'm not super shocked that these type of events were held. Motherfuckers is racist. If we know the KKK was around, they had kids too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had kids too, so I can kind of see how this came came about. You know what I mean? But my only thing is, what the fuck is the difference between a KKK pageant uh, pageant and a regular pageant? Because from my understanding, I've never been to a beauty pageant. But from my understanding, a beauty pageant is just little girls running around you know what I'm saying? And, and and fucking little outfits and shit like that, trying to look cute. You trying to like some beautiful, presentable little girls. What the fuck is the difference between a KKK pageant? They not doing the same thing? 
are they actually wearing a hooded thing over their head with this shit? Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, how the fuck do we determine what the fuck is a KKK pageant or a regular beauty pageant? Is it just KKK people all in the audience with their hoodies on and shit like that? Or is these motherfuckers showing up in, you know, presentable attire like tuxedos and shit? This shit is just confusing the fuck out of me. Now, the main reason why I really talked about it, not only because it's, she's from the office and nobody knew that shit. Like, I'm pretty sure the people in the office didn't know that she was a fucking KKK pageant princess. Like, that's some wild ass shit. Motherfuckers have been, motherfuckers have been kept from jobs for, for far less. That's some wild ass shit to be in the in, in, in early 2000s. For that shit to come out, that could have killed her fucking career. It should have killed her fucking career. I'm, I'm interested to see what the fuck is going to do going forward. I don't know what the fuck she's doing nowadays, but she might be working that fucking save a lot in a minute. <laughs> Real shit. But the reason why I really wanted to bring this shit up is because this shit was a lot of this shit was being held in St. Louis back in the day. It was called the fucking Veiled Profit Fair. Now I've never heard of this shit. Obviously, yeah, nowadays it's called the motherfucking me uh Fair St. Louis. It's called Fair St. Louis. It was changed to that in 1992. So prior to 1992, this shit was called the Veiled Profit. Now I've never heard of this. Like so I'm from St. Louis. Raised in St. Louis. Niggas know how we give it up in St. Louis. I am a person to understand that fucking Illinois was the first state to fucking um, for, to allow um, to free slaves and fucking Missouri was the last. And those states are right next to each other. So I'm not too surprised about the motherfucking me failed profit being held in St. Louis. It's just a lot of information that we didn't fucking know. So it's a lot of motherfuckers running around fairground and all that shit and the riverfront and all that and not even motherfucking me knowing that that's where this shit is being held at every motherfucking month. Like the fucking fair St. Louis is really just a veiled profit, my nigga. Niggas didn't know that. Like, that's fucking nuts. That's some wild ass shit, bro. I know niggas I used to always talk about, you know what I'm saying, the... Uh, the, the what the fuck the courthouse stairs and shit like that and that was the same steps that the slaves and shit like they used to be on that shit is sad that's sad but we all knew about that that's like when niggas niggas used to talk about that with each other we didn't know shit about the veil profit i know niggas that, that generally every year used to used to go to fair st louis every year faithfully it's a, it's a celebration not even knowing that that shit really is the veil profit and back in the day, this is they had KKK pageants. What the fuck is a KKK pageant? I still don't know. Do these little bitty ass racist ass little girls got this fucking hood on their head? Modeling this shit? What the fuck? Look, man. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But that's the world we fucking live in, bro. It'd be when I was looking, I'm reading an article about the shit. And they talking about you know Fairground Park and the Arch and the Riverfront. Are they beautiful monuments of the city? And then how, how they have these events there and they just, just to bring out the love and joy out the city. But a lot of that shit is just a mask, the darkness behind that shit. Like when you really sit back and think that niggas is sitting around eating hot dogs and toasting beers in the same motherfucking spot the KKK was chilling and, 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 and crowning bitches? Ah, oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> It's fucking disgusting. I'm talking about the same motherfucking place the KKK was crowning bitches. Oh my god, bro! It's that's the loo for you, bro. I, I tell my folks all the time. I miss the loo for the the people, the niggas. I miss the niggas, bro. I miss my black people, fam. I I truly motherfucking do. 
but the history of that motherfucking city is fucking disgusting. Like I said, for Illinois to be the first state and Missouri to be the last, that's that tell you everything you need to know. They neighboring states, but it's literally a bridge that separate that shit. It's, it's, it's so fucking disgusting, bro. I just had to bring this shit up on the podcast because I knew, and I knew if I didn't know about that shit, I knew a lot of motherfuckers didn't know about that shit. I didn't know if the fairground fucking, the uh, fair St. Louis was fucking used to be called the Ville Prof, the VP Fair. I'm not surprised by the shit, but I didn't know about the shit. I'm one of those people, the unknown scares me, fam. I like to know all things. I need to know what the fuck's going to happen here, what the fuck happened back in the day. There may be a chance of that reoccurring. I need to know everything. I like to have my ducks in a motherfucking row. So like I said, I would be highly motherfucking offended if I was one of those niggas sitting there at the motherfucking fairground park, eating hot dogs, toasting beers in the same motherfucking me spot uh, 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 KKK niggas was crowning bitches. I would be, I, I would have a problem with that. I would feel uncomfortable. It's like, like I said, all I'm reading this article, like I said, bro, all they have all these events in these monumental places to try to bring out the joy and shit to mask the darkness in the city. It's a reason why them motherfucking places is monumental. It's a lot of dirty, racist bullshit and slavery and hatred that happen in them same motherfucking areas. Come on, man. <laughs> Niggas better tighten the fuck up. Real shit. Niggas better tighten the fuck up and start learning about their history and learning about what the fuck is going on around them. Especially my niggas in the loop, because that shit is that's some that's some scary shit. To know that motherfucker was just celebrating that shit. That shit celebrate every motherfucking fourth of July. Motherfuckers celebrate that shit every motherfucking year. And niggas don't even know the the, the, the racist shit that's going around out there, around them, about the shit. Don't be the dumb nigga in the crowd full of smart niggas. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, speaking of missing my niggas, man, I seen a fucking fight that happened at Six Flags, bro. Oh, I miss it. <laughs> I miss that dirty shit, man. Look, man, I'm going to tell you how real shit, man. You know, I tell everybody come out to Arizona. It's more opportunity. It's, it's easy to get your shit on track. It's easy to make a few dollars. It's easy to do a whole bunch of shit. You open your mind up you, to, to new ideas, and you come across things you never thought you would come across out. So I tell everybody come to Arizona. Come to Phoenix, bro. Why not? Ain't shit in St. Louis. Like I just said, I miss the people. I miss that ignorant shit, bro. I don't know what the fuck it is, bro. I don't know what it is. I miss that fast-paced bullshit. That shit that that shit you be ready to leave, but I miss it because it's not out here. And I came across this video of motherfuckers at Six Flags all out brawling and, and running from police over stolen turkey legs. I understand. <laughs> if you ever been to, to, to Six Flags in, in, in St. Louis, and you've ever had one of them motherfucking me turkey legs, you would be the bitch ass of a mother. They take your turkey leg too. <laughs> I understand. I'm not even a huge turkey leg fan, but at Six Flags, it's a must. It's like it's like motherfucking me peanut butter and jelly. It's a must. Six Flags turkey leg, my nigga. And if you don't fuck with turkey legs, funnel cake me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But if you want some meat. Turkey leg, my nigga. So when I'm coming across this video and I see motherfuckers going crazy, motherfuckers going crazy, it's niggas running around scooping up turkey legs off the ground. It's all out war. It's it's some silly shit, but it's the people, dog. <laughs> That's the energy niggas need. 
Uh, moving on, man. Uh, I want to get into this report, you know, that I seen, you know, just a few minutes before I started recording. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm very conflicted. You know, I'm very conflicted with this, and I'm going to let you guys know why, man. I came across a report about Sicilian Mafia boss. His nickname was the People Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> His nigga nickname was the People Slayer. He was released after he murdered more than a hundred motherfucking people, though. Think no, look, think about that. Sit back and think about that. The nigga name was the People Slayer. Like a nigga like me, I be thinking I be killing the pussy. <laughs> I be thinking I be killing the pussy. So I be like, I'm the pussy slayer. Yeah. This nigga name was the people slayer. Nigga killed over a hundred people. Those only the people that we know about. This nigga was a Sicilian mafia boss, man. His name was Giovanni Brusca. I don't even want to say nigga name too loud. This nigga, he, kill, he might kill me. Fuck. <laughs> For real shit. This nigga killed over 100 motherfucking me people after serving 25 years. He released from prison. Um. For, for murder and his ties to the mob. He was 60, 64 years old. Um, he carried out hundreds of murders, bro. Hundreds of murders and assassinations while serving the boss Salvatore Toto uh, Arena. Now, Brusco, he actually admitted to more than 100 killings before becoming an informant. So if you wonder how the fuck he said, how is he getting out? Of course he turned rat. That's what the fuck these mafia niggas do. That's one thing I always learned. I've always, you know, kind of scoffed at niggas about. Niggas always talking about, you know, they always try to Go to mob ties and and, 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 and shit like that. Talking about the mob never uh, tell and shit like that. That's all them niggas do in the mafia is tell. Every nigga you know in the mafia is a snitch. That's a fact. That's a fucking fact, fam. Any nigga in the motherfucking mafia that we know about is a fucking snitch. He's a fucking rat. He is, is what it is. That's like, that's like part of the fucking cold with them niggas. That's a part of their dress code. If you get jammed up, snitch. <laughs> That's what they do, fam. So I'm not too surprised that Bruce Good is getting out. He snitched. I'm more surprised that they letting this nigga out. I don't give a fuck how. Look, fam, hold on. Let me read the rest. It say Bruce Good admitted to more than 100 killings before becoming an informant. He's, let me, let's listen to this shit, y'all. He's most notorious. For detonating a bomb that killed prosecutor and anti-mafia crusader Giovanni Falcone, along with his wife and three bodyguards. That's five bodies right there. That's five bodies right there, fam. He just didn't kill niggas. He detonated a bomb. <laughs> like, when a nigga say he detonated some shit, yeah, he detonated a bomb and killed the fucking prosecutor, fam. Like, what? But wait, there's more. <laughs> he was also responsible for what the authorities call the most heinous, one of the most heinous crimes in the history of the Costa Cosa Nostra. The Cosa Nostra. <laughs> one of the most heinous crimes in the history. The history of the Cosa Nostra, fam. This nigga in retaliation for a mafia member being an informant, for becoming an informant, just because a nigga started to tell. The same shit that Brusca later on eventually did, this is what the fuck he did to a nigga telling. It, said, it says, in retaliation for a mafia member becoming an informant, 
This nigga Brusca kidnapped his 14-year-old son for two motherfucking years. Two motherfucking years before strangling and dissolving the boy in acid. What the fuck? (laughs) And I repeat, this nigga is free. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? I repeat, what the fuck? Now look, look, y'all. I told y'all on past episodes. I ain't a nigga that wish jail time on nobody. I did a night in jail and I couldn't do I said I would never come back. I refuse. I refuse. But I am that same nigga that tell y'all almost every motherfucking episode. Some niggas got to sit down. <laughs> Some niggas don't need to come back out. Some niggas need to go sit the fuck down and think about what the fuck they did. 25 years. Wasn't long enough for the fucking people slayer Giovanni Brusca. That's not enough time to think about over over a hundred motherfuckers you didn't kill. That's not enough time to think about detonating bombs, killing five people right there with the detonation of a fucking bomb. And nigga, twenty five years ain't long enough for a nigga to think about kidnapping a fucking fourteen year old little boy for two. Years you kept that nigga alive for two years as a hostage and strangled him. Didn't even send his fucking body, didn't even leave his body out by the water to let motherfuckers find him. You dissolved the little boy in acid. Jesus motherfucking Christ. <laughs> this nigga, and he's free. He's free. Like, niggas was getting mad at 6ix9ine for being free. No! Fuck that! We knew 6ix9ine was gonna snitch. We knew, what did you expect? If you're gonna be mad at 6ix9ine for giving all them niggas jail time and then being free, you gotta be mad at this nigga Giovanni Brusca. This nigga caught over 100 bodies. He, he admitted to over 100 bodies. So that's more that he didn't even admit to. That's just how the game go. If your girl, if you if you got a girlfriend and you cheat on your girlfriend and she asks you how many bitches you fuck, you ain't gonna never tell her exactly how many bitches you cheat on her with. Come on now, <laughs> like let's, let's let's keep it a bean. Let's just keep it a buck. This nigga got over a hundred bodies in assassinations. This nigga he lead, he letting bombs off. How is he free? How is he free? You talking about? You got political figures and families of the victims outraged that he's out. Bitch, I'm outraged he's out. And I don't even know this nigga. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about politics. I, look, look, this nigga's a problem. <laughs> I don't know how else to call uh, how else to spell it for you niggas. Giovanni Brusco, he's 64 years old. He's a fucking problem. I know niggas in their 60s that's still active. My uncle right now, he's active as fuck. Giovanni Brusco. The people slayer. That sound like a that sound like a fucking you know like if a nigga was an MMA and his nickname was the people slayer, we just said that's a badass name. That's like a nigga that'll kill you. It, ding 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 bitch. People slayer got over a hundred bodies that we know about. Nah, fuck that. That no, fuck that. And to think that he kidnapped the he kidnapped somebody's son because that man became an informant. 
and suggest a later on down the line for him to become a fucking informant, that lets you know, bro, that that, that gang gang shit, that mob tie shit, it's all fugazi. <laughs> all that shit is fugazi, my nigga. Because the simple fact that this nigga, a nigga you think is the biggest, baddest motherfucker walking the streets, that nigga starts singing like a motherfucking me bird. Nah, oh, man, niggas mad at six nine. Y'all wrong. Y'all mad at the wrong nigga, man. We gotta be mad, Giovanni Brusca. Get this nigga, Giovanni Brusca, the fuck out of here. Oh, I'm tripping. Let me not. <laughs> I'm saying this shit a little too. I'm saying this shit with a little too much conviction. <laughs> this nigga might pull up. <laughs> he might pull up on my ass. Real shit. I just think it's. I just think that's some wild ass shit, bro. When you think about all the niggas in jail that's in, that's in jail over some weed charges. When you think about all niggas in jail that's in jail over some straight bullshit, like I just got on this motherfucking podcast and I started talking about, I talked to y'all about, uh, what's the nigga name? Uh, Caleb Swanigan, that played for the Portland Trail Blazers last year. And I told y'all he had played guilty to some weed charges when weed is legal. And I told y'all about that. So when you think about all the niggas that's in the system on straight bullshit, I'm talking about straight bullshit. You got niggas in jail for shit they didn't even do. You got niggas in jail for straight minor offenses that's, that's major. You know what I'm saying? So you got niggas still in jail for weed charges when weed is legal now. So you got all that shit going on to the blacks and browns all around the world. All all I mean all around this country. You got you got you got this you got this systematic racism against all these blacks and browns, you know what I'm saying? With with the with the jail system. Just to turn around and let motherfucking me Giovanni Brusca free. Cause he helped you get. Cause he helped you. What they say? This nigga say since turning informant, Bruska has helped the authorities track down other mafia members. Despite his release um, from Rome's whatever the fuck Rip Rabibia prison, he will still have to serve four years of probation and will be provided a new identity in an undisclosed location under Italy's witness uh, protection program. So he's not in the USA. But the facts is the facts. I don't give a fucking what part of the world you in. You can be in the shittiest corner of this uh, of this world. When you got over hundred bodies, you need to be. You either need to get the death penalty, or you need to be in a fucking jail cell with one cup of water a day. <laughs> Bitch, you get one cup of water a day. Bitch, make it last. Stretch that shit out. Swallow spit, bitch. You got too many bodies. Too many bodies for you now to be getting out. To be getting a new house, new social, new name. You and your family can move and and you can start growing your own veggies and shit. <laughs> you know that's what the mob niggas do in Italy. They get old, start growing tomatoes and 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 all that bullshit. Nah, fuck that, Brusca. You don't you 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 don't deserve that life. I don't give a fuck how many niggas you snitched on or how many niggas you brought into the authorities. You don't deserve that life, my nigga. You don't. And as a and as a man, you should actually you should be you should. How can you look in the mirror knowing you just killed a hundred? You killed over a hundred niggas. Fuck the, you know, damn the hundred niggas. Rest in peace to all them niggas too. I send my personal condolences to all y'all families. Damn them. Damn them. Damn them. Damn them. Damn them. Damn them. How the fuck do you look in the mirror knowing you kidnapped an innocent fourteen-year-old little fucking boy, held that little nigga hostage for two years? 24 motherfucking months. Kobe, nigga. Rest in peace to Kobe. You read you held that little nigga hostage for that long. And then you strangled him. 
and dissolve that nigga in acid? No, bro. No, 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 no. There's a fucking line that you don't cross, and he crossed that motherfucker 99 bodies ago. <laughs> For real shit, man. Real fucking shit. How can you, Giovanni Bruschka, look yourself in the fucking mirror and say you deserve to be out? Now, the hundred bodies, all right. You was, if you a hitman for the mob, all right. But the little kid, after, after you've grown and matured as a man, after you've had all that quote-unquote time to sit down and think, how the fuck can you think about that little boy and think you deserve to be a free man? Maybe I'm just a nigga with too much heart. Maybe I'm a nigga with too much morals. Maybe I'm a nigga that just ain't been in that situation. I don't plan on being in that fucking situation. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers, motherfuckers always say kids was offline. Now, even in the Scarface movie, fam, I always thought Scarface was a bitch-ass nigga. I ain't gonna fake it. He ain't had to kill his homeboy over that. <laughs> but I always say, you can never judge a motherfucker how... You, I can never... You can never tell a motherfucker they overreact. I, I believe in that. You can never tell a motherfucker they overreact to some shit. But it's like, damn, you killed your best friend because he fucked your sister. I mean, damn, nigga. Beat his ass at least. You ain't gotta kill it, nigga. But if that's what you felt you had to do, all right. I just call you a bitch-ass nigga for that. But even with doing that, the nigga didn't kill the kids. He had a chance to blow the car with the kids in it. He killed the nigga that was trying to detonate that motherfucking bomb. So it's like, I always was, grew up around kids is off limit. At least let the nigga be 17, 18. Let the nigga pick up the gun first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's like Giovanni Brusca. It's like, nigga, what? How? How you let, what? And 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 in Italy, y'all finna get this nigga what? A new name, a new place to stay? Four years of probation? That ain't shit. He ain't Meek Mill. Now, if you get four years of probation to Meek Mill, alright, he gonna you know he gonna fuck up somewhere down the line. He gonna pop a willy some damn where. But Giovanni Brusca, an ex fucking mafia nigga, a mob boss, who's did twenty five years, he finna go sit the fuck down in fucking ISO land and chill out and grow veggies. And eat fucking pasta. No, he don't deserve that life. Look, I work too much. Even though this is an ill, I work too motherfucking me hard. <laughs> I, me, OG motherfucking hatch. I work too motherfucking me hard to try to follow the motherfucking me guidelines of life to follow these rules so I don't go my ass back to jail. That's how I did a night in jail. Never again. I work too hard to avoid that shit. I know too many niggas that, that, that's in jail right now are bullshit. I know too many motherfuckers, uh, single moms uh, raising kids who had to raise kids because they husband, they, they, they spouse, a significant other was in jail over some trumped up ass charges. For you to let a nigga out that, you let God of War out. This nigga name is God of War. Fuck people, Slayer. This nigga got over 100 bodies that we know of. Fuck that. Fuck that. Man, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that, Giovanni Brusco. You need your fucking ass kicked again tomorrow, the day after, until the day you fucking roll over and rot, my nigga. You did too much damage on this here earth of ours for you to be walking around the free man growing veggies. No, fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. <Mm-mm. laughs> uh, let's go ahead and get to the playoffs, man, so we can wrap the podcast up. Um. Second round, man. It's been announced. You got Brooklyn versus Milwaukee. The series I was telling you motherfuckers about a few po- a few episodes ago about the additions and shit like the high thing. Milwaukee can kind of get at Brooklyn a little bit, um, but Milwaukee made light work of Miami, bro. That was kind of embarrassing for for Miami Heat. I ain't gonna lie to you. For Jimmy Butler to go out there and average only fourteen and a half points and get outscored 
by fucking Brent Forbes throughout that series. That's fucking that, that that's fucking embarrassing, fam. So for him to be quote unquote a star in this league, that's fucking embarrassing. My uncle always talking about how he thinks Jimmy Butler is better than Paul George. Now I was saying even before this playoff peak shit really kicked off that it wasn't even close that fucking Paul George is just better than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler may be tougher and had a, you know more of a dog inside of him, but it's, it's pure basketball talent. Fuck no. And that showed because if Paul George has a fucking 18 point game, that's bad. If Jimmy Butler have an 18 point game, that's the norm. <laughs> like that's that's normal. That's normal Jimmy Butler. And he fucking failed at that. The season was averaging like 14 and a half points. So that was really fucking sad for a nigga to come out with a picture right before the playoffs start to say he was locked in to go out there and embarrass himself like that. And I think he's seeking a fucking 185 million uh, four year extension too. After that, good luck, nigga. Pat Riley ain't paying you. <laughs> Pat Riley ain't finna pay your ass, man. You like 33 years old. Nigga, D-Wade, around that same time is when Pat Riley started fucking off D-Wade. And nigga, you're not D-Wade at all. He brought three rings there. You brought none. <laughs> That's a fact. But I do think that series between Milwaukee and Brooklyn will be interesting. Um, like I said, man, if Giannis is who everybody says he is, he they, they have a chance. Now, it's still fucking KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. I'm not finna give this motherfucking podcast and act like them niggas not going the fuck off. Them niggas going the fuck off. We knew they would all go the fuck off. But the thing about Milwaukee is they got shooters and they got defenders. They got a nigga you can throw on Kyrie. They got a nigga you can throw on James Harden. At least try to make it difficult. You know what I'm saying? Giannis can take his, he can take his shots at you know your KD. He long enough to try to you know fuck with that. He a defensive player of the year. Come on, my nigga. If those awards is legit, make them motherfuckers legit. If you do that shit against Brooklyn, ain't nobody going to say shit. The same standard niggas a hold for LeBron. You got to hold that same standard for a nigga that just won back-to-back MVPs, a fucking MVP and a defensive player of the year in the same year. You got to have that same energy. Now, of course, motherfuckers probably don't expect uh, the grand scale, you know, the, the general population. You take a poll, they probably got Brooklyn winning it. Me personally, I got Milwaukee. I'm going to take Milwaukee. I told y'all with Brooke Lopez, uh, Forbes, P.J. Tucker, Drew Holiday, you got Middleton doing what the fuck he doing. The DiVincenzo injury um, does hurt. But, you know, even with that, them niggas, it's a different team from last year, fam. And I don't see nobody on Brooklyn that can guard Giannis. I don't see nobody on Brooklyn that's going to guard Brook Lopez and Brook Lopez just take his ass to the post like he's been doing all year. I don't see nobody doing that. And I can see a lot of corner threes for P.J. Tucker. Niggas rotating over, swing that bitch P.J. Tucker. Drew Holiday, clamp, clamp, clamp. Somebody getting clamped the fuck up. Either it's going to be uh, Kyrie or it's going to be James. One of you niggas is getting clamped the fuck up. That's a fact. <laughs> that, that, that's happening. And Chris Milton is a bucket. Who going to guard Chris Milton for the fucking uh, for the Nets? It's interesting to see. Um, But you go over to the, uh, what's that, the Philadelphia 76ers and the Washington Wizards series. They do play tonight. Embiid is out. He has a uh, small um, meniscus tear in his right knee. Um, I had a meniscus tear in my, my right knee. Uh, he'll probably it's hard to say bro because he's a big ass dude playing and the way he play he he, he do a lot of driving to the lane he, he ain't it ain't what you would really think of for a nigga his side i think that's why him and ad get hurt so much bro because they always on the fucking perimeter driving to the hole like nigga no um but he out you know what I, mean? I think he out tonight officially um uh, they say he might be back in like a week or two me personally i think it's gonna probably be a week um, just because I know when I had my meniscus tear and I was just doing wrestling at a fucking high school level, I was out for at least four days, but the pain was still there. The pain kept coming back. Um, same thing when I was telling you about the stingers and shit with Chris Paul. Um, it, it's kind of the same shit. Um, but 
with the meniscus tear with MB, you know, his injury history. And if he can if he's only out one game, that's cool. Cause they had they up three one, I believe. Um, but if he out for the rest of that series, bro, I don't know. Cause I don't Russ Russ and Brad can do something. Hopefully. If 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 they if they are who motherfuckers want them to be, they could do something. Cause Ben Simmons ain't it, bro. I tell Ben Simmons ain't it. I've been telling y'all niggas for all I told y'all niggas on past episodes, Ben Simmons ain't shit but Josh Smith. That's all Ben Simmons is. I remember when I, I remember when Josh Smith was in Atlanta. Right around, you know, when, when LeBron was in Cleveland and shit like that. I was a dumb man. I used to sit back and say, Josh Smith is Atlanta's LeBron. You know, the headband, then the, you know, the, the 6'8 nigga, 260, dunking that bitch all nice, can pass that bitch off a dribble. You know what I'm saying? The jumper was a little iffy. Josh Smith. That was Josh Smith. But that was LeBron too, his first two, three years in Cleveland. He was just better, of course. But I was just saying, like, Atlanta had somebody that could do some of those things. Josh Smith was nice. He was cool. But he didn't have the hype that Ben Simmons got. You got niggas saying that Ben Simmons had a jump shot, he'd be fucking LeBron. No, the fuck he would not. Just because niggas is 6'9", they can pass, do not make them LeBron. It's a lot that makes LeBron, LeBron. When Ben Simmons can control the pace of a game like LeBron does, all right. When Ben Simmons can hit that motherfucking be jumper from mid-range, all right. From three-point land, all right. When Ben Simmons can, 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 can drop 50 on niggas, all right. You know what I'm saying? When Ben Simmons can be a man amongst, a uh, 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 fucking man amongst men, all right. I've seen Braun do that. I've seen it. You're not seeing that from Ben Simmons. One thing you can never say about Braun, Braun ain't never been scared of shit. Braun, has Braun came up short? Yes. Has Braun missed free throws and clutch moments? Yes. But Braun ain't, when it was a big game, Braun, I ain't never seen a big game where Braun just was on some bitch shit. I've never seen it. To me, bitch shit is a nigga just not pulling that bitch. He won't shoot that bitch. You know he not going to shoot that bitch. He know you know he not going to shoot that bitch. I see Max Kellerman always talking about Ben Simmons. He got the highest, he got the most amount of um, passes for open threes. Duh! He not shooting that motherfucker. I do the same shit. I lead the league. Ben Simmons should lead the league in assists. If you want to be fucking honest, because he don't shoot as much as the ball is in Ben Simmons' hand. It, there, there should be more. There truly should be fucking more. And when you see niggas fouling and doing the hack of Ben Simmons, I let him be. That's not come back if y'all want to. Let Seth Curry can't carry, can can't win you no game in the playoffs, bro. <laughs> I'm keeping the bane. I already told you, Doc Rivers. I'm not too high on Doc Rivers. So without your best player, and your second best player don't even look to score, can't score, unless it's a fast break or a lucky fucking hook shot. No, I'm sorry. Philly will get bounced by Washington. That'd be a fucking upset. So you better hope and be that can come on. Or or this would be the fucking or this should be the game tonight where Ben Simmons fucking lets you know he's Ben Simmons and why he was the number one draft pick. Cause he fizzled the fuck out in college. He didn't do shit in college. Didn't do a, a damn thing in college. So when you when you really look at the hype of Ben Simmons, what the fuck is it all about? But moving on, man. <laughs> um, who else is out there in the East, bro? I feel like it's another fucking team I'm forgetting. You, it don't matter. <laughs> it, it truly don't fucking matter. Moving on to the West, man. <laughs> um, you got the Lakers, bro. My Lakers is down three to three games to two right now. We lost the other night or well, last night. Pretty fucking embarrassing. Uh, to be completely honest with you, um, 
I gotta go ahead and say it, bro. Kyle Kuzma is the worst player in the Western Conference. It's a it, look. I don't give a fuck. Niggas always telling me Kyle Kuzma is inconsistent. No, Kyle Kuzma is consistent. He's consistently fucking bad. He's just bad. He's not good. Kyle Kuzma isn't good. But I'm not gonna put last night's uh, loss on uh, Kuzma entirely. Um, the whole team just played bad. LeBron had 24 points. He went six from ten from three. But even with that, that that just wasn't enough. Wasn't good enough. Uh, I felt like when the, when the game first started, Bron came with a, he hit his, his two shots. He started passing the ball, trying to get his teammates involved. He realized them niggas wasn't making no shots. He tried to start getting his shots up. His shots wasn't going in until later in the third quarter. It was just a game where niggas just didn't show the fuck up. That AD injury really let niggas really fuck niggas head up. It, it truly fucking fucked niggas head up. Um, they saying AD might come back for game six. He was a game time decision for game five. Um, you got Dennis Schroeder. Where, I, don't, I pulled the stats up for this bum ass nigga. Look, man. Look, man. Dennis Schroeder is a is 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 a is a special is a special type of nigga. And the reason why I say it is because Dennis Schroeder, when he was in Atlanta, when Jeff Teague was there and he had that sixty win team and shit like that, and Dennis Schroeder was coming off the bench, and then he eventually took um, Jeff Teague's spot, and then they shipped Jeff Teague out, and then Atlanta just fell off the fucking map. Because that's Dennis Schroeder, man. Dennis, Schroeder, I was talking to a nigga a few weeks ago. When he was talking about Dennis Schroeder. He was telling me he think Dennis Schroeder on on another team can give him about twenty four points a game. And I said, nigga, you don't know basketball. And I said, because Dennis Schroeder is a eighteen points per game cap off. He's not gonna give you no more than eighteen points per game. It don't matter what team you want. He'll give you eighteen points per game. He's not gonna give you. He's not gonna give you no more than that. He's not gonna give you no more than that. When it comes playoff time. I don't know what the f- he just turns into a totally different nigga. He literally just stopped doing the things that he he was doing all season long. He does it every fucking year. He did it with OKC last year. He did it with us this year. He did it with Atlanta when they finally get him to start in position. He that's that's who Dennis Schroeder is. But last night was was different. You know, I came out here and I talked about Dennis Schroeder turning down a four year, eighty four million dollar contract. Somebody won $100 million. I don't know what organization would give Dennis Schroeder $100 million. But you would think for a nigga to turn down a contract, he got to come out and ball. You can't come out there and give us goose eggs, my nigga. I went to game one uh, uh, of this playoff series, Lakers versus Suns out here in Phoenix. He did absolutely nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. He, he bounced back in the games that we won in two and three. But he did absolutely nothing last night. He had zero points, one assist, 0 for 9 uh, shooting, 0 for 4 from 3. And he turned down $84 fucking million. Now, the crazy thing is he is the first Laker to go scoreless in a playoff game while attempting nine-plus shots since the franchise moved to L.A. I'm going to repeat that. He is the first Laker to go scoreless, a fucking goose egg, in a playoff game while attempting nine-plus shots in a fr- uh, since the franchise moved to L.A. Now, don't get me wrong. Game one, Kuzma had a goose egg. But Kuzma wasn't shooting that bitch for real. This nigga Dennis Schroeder is important, but he's critical to the team, especially if LeBron or AD is not out there. One of them not out there, Dennis Schroeder got to step the fuck up. Zero points? Zero fucking points? We got zero points from KCP. We got zero fucking points from Markeith Morris. You know what I'm saying? You got some you got some, some bullshit buckets from Kuzma. You got uh, a few buckets from Drummond, but it's like, what are you niggas doing? Niggas just did. They just didn't show the fuck up, bro. It was a big fucking game. 
The Suns took it. I still think the Lakers can pull this shit off. Um, you just got to play niggas, bro. I told y'all at the beginning of this fucking season, bro. Montrez Hurl and Frank Vogel just don't get along. It's it's something about, I think it was, I think because last year, you know what I'm saying, Frank Vogel spent so much time identifying the weaknesses of Montrez Hurl that it's hard for him to coach this nigga now because he don't play that nigga at all, man. He don't play him at all. And at this point, I'm starting to get mad for Montrez. Stop disrespecting that man, throwing him in a game. We getting blew the fuck out in the fourth quarters of games. Well, he was just the fucking sixth man of the year last year. I get his defensive liability, bro, but it's like he's a fucking bucket. He's an energy guy. You need energy, fam. It, but it is what the fuck it is at this point. Like, so they say uh, AD may come back for game six. Me personally, um, if he's good to go, I would like to see him out there. But me personally, I don't think he's going to be out there. I don't really want to see it because one thing for sure, if he go out there game six and he get hurt again, that's going to be fucking devastating because the groin, the groin was already devastating because he had two great games in a row. And then to see him go down to the groin strain, if he come back from that and he get hurt again because in fucking game, what was it, game three? He had a fucking knee strain. So it's like he he's beginning to hurt every game he's been playing in this playoff run. I can't keep watching my favorite player get hurt like that. Because at a certain point in time, it's going to start to make motherfuckers feel a certain way about AD. You got Charles Buckley calling him street clothes and shit like that. Let niggas get their jokes off. It's all fun and games. It's real cute, Charles. But when you look at the, when you look at his basketball career, his basketball career has been more successful than Charles Barkley's already. Charles got an MVP, an Olympic gold medal. AD got college college championship, Olympic gold medal, and NBA championship. It's only I think I said it's only like I don't call me. I think they say only four people. Only no, I think it was nine. I think it was nine people. Only nine people in NBA history have done that. So you can call him street clothes all you want, but when that nigga's on the court, he's damn near one. He's damn near the best player in the, in the league in my eyes. Because niggas is just hoping AD miss. Niggas hoping AD hurting that day and he ain't, he ain't attacking the hole. When AD is AD and he clicking, niggas ain't fucking with AD and niggas know that shit. Um, but anyway, it go man. I still have the Lakers probably pulling it out in seven. Um, if we don't win this year, it, it'd be due to health. Um, I told niggas since the bubble um, was going to be restarted. That was the reason I didn't want the bubble because the following year was going to be riddled with injuries. And I was fucking right. You niggas going to learn and listen to me. Um, so well, however that series goes, going to go. You got Portland and Denver. They uh, they going, I think that's three to two now. Yeah, it's three games to two. Denver way. Last night was phenomenal. Dame dropped 55 and a loss. Uh, he only had one turnover. Niggas set the French uh, the playoff record with 12 threes. Um, it was just fucking phenomenal. Double overtime game down the stretch, you know what I'm saying? And I think they said in the overtime games, Dame scored 17 of the ninth of the last 19 points for the team. Nobody else could score. The shot chart was ugly as fuck. I think Ennis Cantor scored on the fucking offensive rebound, tap in, some bullshit like that. Like it, it, it was tough. I watched it. I had to click away from the Laker game and watch the, the last the endings of uh, the Portland Endeavor game. It was damn the best game of the playoffs so far. Um, but it ties into what I've been saying about Damian Lillard, bro. He got to leave. I've been screaming Damian Lillard to go to New York Knicks for the last five years, bro. For the last five years, I've been screaming for Damian Lillard to go to the fucking New York Knicks. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what I don't know what motherfuckers not seeing. That's a perfect match in heaven. You need somebody with that swagger, that that that, that type of game, that type of leadership. To fucking come to New York and, and change that shit around. 
Imagine Dane putting that 55 up in a New York Nick uniform. It hit different, fam. It just hit different. It, it, it would just hit different. And his chances of, 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 of fucking um, possibly not winning a ring, but his chances of fucking, you know what I'm saying, getting, get, having a nice little playoff run is higher in the Eastern Conference than it is in the West. It's a fact. The Portland Trailblazers team has gotten worse and worse over these last couple of years. I still don't understand the fucking Gary Trent Jr. and Norman Powell trade. I just don't understand it. So you got that going on. Them niggas in the win and go home situation. You got fucking uh, Utah and Memphis going. They go. They going at it. You got John Morant doing everything he can, but fucking Dylan Brooks ass is a fucking hack machine. He just fouls out of every motherfucking game. It feels like Valanciunas doing what he can, but it's. I mean, it's just not their time. They still young. That's why I kind of wish they got into the playoffs last year, but Dane was just going crazy in the fucking bubble. Um, but it, it's nice to see John Morant doing what the fuck he do. Utah does scare me a little bit because Rudy Gobert is different, bro. Like, Rudy Gobert, is, he he bringing me Dwight Howard, Orlando Magic, uh, Defensive Player of the Year vibes. Like, when Dwight Howard won those Defensive Player of the Year three years in a row, the only player to do that shit in the NBA history, Rudy Gobert, when you watch him on defense, bro, that's what it looked like. It's like on, on, in the paint because when he go, when he got switch off on the guard on the perimeter, it's, it's barbecue chicken. That's why I, I kind of don't understand why he'd be defensive player of the year because he can't really guard one through five when you got niggas like Draymond Green and Anthony Davis last year, niggas that can guard one through five. Rudy Gobert can't do that. But with any nigga that's coming into that paint, yo shit getting swallowed the fuck up like a prostitute on Vegas. <laughs> For real. He's swallowing that shit up like a straight two in Vegas, my nigga. That nigga nasty at that rim protecting shit. And his dunk package is so nasty. Oh, my God. When you see Rudy Gobert go up for a fucking dunk, and that nigga take off from the fucking free throw line and don't even jump, just stretch his fucking arms out, that shit look nasty, my nigga. So they do kind of scare me a little bit. I do think they don't they don't have enough um star power. But the way the Lakers have been playing, fam, is like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, <laughs> it, it's crazy as fuck. When you got Dallas Mavericks blowing that two-game lead on the Clippers. Um, they say Luka hurt. I ain't trying to hear that shit, man. You on the court, you can play. I ain't. I'm not. If, if niggas ain't on the court, then I'd be like, all right. But he out there on the court, he, he sucks at the free throw line. When it, if his free throw line, if his free throw numbers wasn't so bad, then maybe I'll look into the injury a little bit more. The simple fact that this nigga shooting fucking like thirty some percent from the free throw line, my nigga, get get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to hear shit about your neck hurting. I don't want to hear shit about, you know what I'm saying, a, a double team, a triple team. No, nigga, make your fucking free throws. Just make your fucking free throws, and then niggas will be, well, niggas won't be able to point at you for nothing. Yeah, you dropping your 39 and, and, and 8 and 9 and all that. You putting up all these guardy-ass numbers. But, nigga, make your free throws. If you make your free throws, y'all at least had, y'all had three games by now. Y'all had three games by now if Luka made his fucking free throws. He don't make free throws, bro. And that shit is that shit is that shit is depressing when your best player on the court missing 13 free throws in a fucking game. It ain't like Porzingis giving you shit. I, I hope niggas didn't expect fucking um Hardaway Jr. and um Kleber and motherfucking me uh Dorian Finney Smith and, and, and Jalen Brunson to hit threes all motherfucking me series. Eventually niggas gotta come back down to life, down to earth. So you need Luca to make free throws, and you need Porzingis to give you something. Or if not, you niggas finna lose four games in a row. 
That's a fact. So the next series between Utah and Clippers will be interesting if that's what pans out. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to pan out um, with the Lakers. I think we're going to end up edging these boys out. I, I really do. I think we're going to end up winning two games in a row. Hey, if AD come back game six, even if AD don't, don't come back game six, I got us winning that game. I think we'll go game seven anyway. Um, but I think we're going to edge these boys out, hurt these boys' heart, man. Um, and we'll go against motherfucking me, either Dallas or uh, not Dallas, um, Denver or Portland in the next round. More than likely, it'll be fucking Denver, bro. I kind of want Denver to win that series just so Dan can get the fuck out of there. Um, they're going to have to trade either him or CJ. And I've told y'all on past episodes, I think the best bet is to trade Damian Lillard because you'll get much more back for him. And then that'll help you, that'll launch, you know, that'll help you boost your fucking uh, rebuilding years up at least by two years. Because if you trade CJ McCullum, you ain't trading CJ for shit. You ain't trading CJ for no multiple picks. You ain't trading CJ uh, McCullum for a nigga that's, that's just as good as him. You're not doing that. Like It's not going to happen. No team in the NBA is is dying for CJ McCollum. Like who? Who the fuck is dying for CJ? As much as motherfuckers like CJ McCollum, nobody's dying to have CJ. Dang. All right. Trade that nigga to the Knicks. Get a whole bunch of draft picks. You probably be in good money. The only thing I can, only way I can see you getting something back from CJ McCollum that's probably interesting is if you trade that nigga to OKC for some draft picks. They got hellos up. <laughs> try to get some draft picks and Shea. That's what the fuck I try to do. That's the only thing you can try to do with CJ McCollum. Without, besides that, you might as well just trade Dane. Let Dane go ahead and do what the fuck he got to do to be happy and hey, give himself a bad chance at least having some type of success. Because in Portland, it's never going to happen, bro. It's truly never going to happen. Um, Let's get into Boston real quick. You know, I want to talk about Danny Ainge, bro. It's been a release that Danny Ainge has stepped down um, from the front office in Boston and that Brad Stevens has moved up into the front office and that he'll be looking for his new coach. Only reason why I'm bringing that up is because I just told you niggas about this shit last week. <laughs> I just told you niggas about this on Pat last week's episode that Danny Ainge ain't did shit since he been there. He ain't been, besides 08, besides that 08 season, Danny Ainge ain't did shit. He's missed out on multiple, multiple, multiple all-stars and superstars within the last four to five years. The team has gotten worse. The roster has gotten worse. It's fucking, it's been fucking pathetic in Boston. As a Laker fan, I love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. But the facts is the facts, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I, I told my mother was giving me a little bit of flack on that. But I am, I am proud to say that Danny Ainge, he stepped the fuck down. He, he he knew what the fuck was going on. He knew he didn't do a good job. He knew that team was going nowhere fast with him in charge. Now, they got Brad Stevens in there. That's kind of weird to me that Brad Stevens, you know, a nigga that's been having a lot of shit tied to his name about going to Indiana to coach college, um, about going, just going back to college, period, um, about possibly losing his job in a year or two if the stuff don't get it right. But him just step into the front office, that's kind of weird to me. You know, so I'm used, I'm used to motherfuckers at least holding holding motherfucking me uh interviews or some shit. Like for Brad Stevens to get rewarded like this, what the fuck has Brad Stevens done? Now I'm not gonna come on this motherfucker and say um the shit that Stephen A would say that black people should stand up, the black players should stand up for the black coaches and stuff like that. I don't know. I don't even know what nigga would want to be in Boston. Like at this point, I don't even know what nigga would really like want to be in the front office in Boston. I wouldn't want to be in Boston. I'm a nigga. Them niggas is racist out there. That's just the facts. But it's like, it's there's there's other people that could have got that job over Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens don't have no experience for that job. 
So it's, it's interesting to see, but you know it is what it is. It's the good old boys club. It's Boston. Nothing, nothing, nothing too out of ordinary going on with that. Um, but that's just how it is with that. That's, that's truly how it is with that. Um, you got fucking Kyrie Irving getting bottles thrown at him and shit like that, and when he was leaving the Boston, uh, the Boston Garden the other day, uh, after he stepped on a lucky, uh, the lucky logo at half court, a fan threw a bottle at him and got arrested and got charged with assault and shit like that. I mean. Hey, you shouldn't threw the fucking bottle. <laughs> I wish you. I, I bet that fan wish he would just sat his ass at home or just walked home after the game was over. I wish. I bet that fan wish he just would have walked out the doors because it's not worth getting arrested and, and getting humiliated like that on TV. But the thing about these trolling ass niggas these days, bro, that's what they want. That's that's exactly what they want. Then you had the other game. What game was that? Uh, the Memphis and Utah, I think. Um, when a fan ran on the court, was that Memphis and Utah? Um, I'm not sure where. I think no. No, that was that was in Philly. That was in Philly. I'm not mistaken. That was in Philly in uh, that was in Philly in Washington. In Washington, when the fan ran on the court and he got tackled by the fucking uh security guard, and the fan was waving and shouting that he was um getting rushed off the court. That's what these niggas want. Now with that, I'm not too mad at that because I've been watching football and shit like that. That's what niggas do at football games and at baseball games. Niggas get on the field and they run on that motherfucker from the security. That's what niggas do. But when you get to niggas throwing the bottles and niggas spitting on players and shit like that. Okay, that's when I understand the assault charges and shit like that. Niggas got to get dealt with. Some niggas got to sit down to realize what they did was stupid as fuck. And and no, in these times, you can't throw shit at people. That's a charge. You can't spit on people, bro. That's a charge, especially at, uh, post-COVID. <laughs> but that's just how the game go. Like I said, niggas in Boston is racist. They threw bottles. They, they throwing bottles at niggas out there like the old days, fam. That's truly what the fuck is going on. And I tell you, it's all because niggas been pent up in the house for a year. Niggas ain't niggas was told they couldn't do shit. Niggas was in the house talking crazy. They 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 went they, 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 they PC all that shit went out. All that all that knowing how to act in, in, in public. All that shit is out the window right now, bro. Niggas is wild animals and happy to be outside, bro. I told you when I went to the fucking Laker and Suns game, it was niggas in the crowd at the top of their lungs. LeBron, your mama sucked dick. <laughs> like, niggas was going crazy. It's because niggas is just having too much motherfucking fun, bro. Niggas is like little-ass dog. They're like puppies now, bro. They all this pent-up motherfucking energy. And they just going, they running and shit, knocking shit over, throwing shit, spitting on shit. Little ass baby pit bulls. That's what the fuck the world has came into, man. Real shit. And it's sad I got to stand up for Kyrie because I don't even like Kyrie like that no more. But it's like, I fell in for pressing charges. Fuck that. Nigga got to learn. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, that's all I got for you guys, man. How long is this motherfucking episode? Hey, this motherfucking long as shit. <laughs> that's all I got for you guys this week, man. I ain't going to fake it, man. I want to say shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the conversation, uh, supporting this podcast on all platforms. Uh, thank you for tapping in and joining the conversation, man. I truly appreciate that shit. Let's keep building this motherfucking empire um, brick by brick. Um, brick by brick. Huh? <laughs> um, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you can, wherever you listen to podcasts, man. Um, however many times you want to do that, it don't make me no matter. It don't make me no difference anyway. Um, but it's all love these ways, man. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit, man. Real shit. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And I'll try next week. Huh? You funky dog headed bitch, you. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> man. We out this bitch, man. I'll try next week. <laughs>